Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 7-11-2019. The semi-daily news that even plants crave and anchors number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN. It's not actually a story, but more of a game synopsis. But I just found out today that this game is going to exist. It releases in August. I want it now, but I'm a huge Gundam fan, so... Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare for Mobile. The synopsis reads as this. A mobile game based on the iconic Gundam series, based on the anime and Gundam plastic model product line. Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare features exclusive original characters and Gunpla models, and an original Gundam story that challenges players to win tournaments in their quest to save their school's Gunpla Club from shutting down forever. To do this, Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare calls on Gunpla Masters from around the world to create custom mecha and battle it out in real-time third-person combat in the immersive Gundam universe. Players can employ strategy to collect mix and match parts and skills and even apply a fresh coat of paint to craft the ultimate fighting machine with the game's visually appealing yet intuitive combat mechanics anyone can create unique mecha combos with melee and long-range attacks and choose from different gunpla job license types including infighter defender support and more that's it on that but i just wanted to say that i'm excited for this I love Gundam. I love Gundam models. This game sounds awesome. It's on mobile. It's free. What more could a guy want? Now, second is from IGN. It's a bit of a read, but you're going to bear with me. It's written by Joe Screbbles. Until Dawn developers Dark Pictures Anthology is planned for eight games. The Dark Pictures Anthology, which opens with Man of Madan this August, is currently planned for eight games with a release schedule of two per year. Dark Pictures is a multi-game horror anthology created by Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games. Every game in the anthology will be a new story in a new horror genre, with the only major aspect tying them together being the curator. A mysterious figure cut from the same cloth as Rod Serling in The Twilight Zone or the Crypt Keeper in Tales from the Crypt. In an interview with Supermassive CEO Pete Samuels, Screbbles asks what the plan for the curator is. We have an arc in mind that plays out over eight games. He's really the only consistency across the anthology. Everything else from a story, character, perspective, and uh, we want it to be a surprise. Samuels continued by pointing out that not only the curator's story, but the individual game have also been planned. We want to surprise people each time. When we announce the second game, we want it to be the last thing people expected in terms of theme and subgenre and whatever. And then again, with the third one, we have them mapped out for the first eight. Supermassive has reportedly pointed out that it sees each Dark Pictures game being just that, a game sold as an individual product, unlike the likes of Telltale Episodic Games, which have multiple entries loaded from a single shell program. When uh, Scribbles asked how frequently we could expect Dark Pictures games to arrive, Samuel said, Our aim is to get to a frequency of two a year. From concept through to completion, there are a couple of years in development. So if you do the math, we've obviously got a handful that we're working on in the studio at the moment. Each game will have a different game director, different screenwriters, and different actors, not to mention entirely separate dev teams, all of which allow Supermassive to work concurrently on multiple entries in the series. Entries. (laughs) Entries. While... Every Dark Pictures game aims to take a different horror genre as its base. The game genre will remain fairly static. Dark Pictures games will always be narrative-focused and choice-based, with dialogue choices and QTEs driving the action on screen. 
They'll be largely the same mechanics, Samuel explained. We've no plans to introduce anything else. What we will do is if we find we need something to tell the story because that that's what our mechanics are there for, to tell a story. If we need something else to tell a story, well, then we won't be afraid to prototype that. They'll also seemingly all include full two-player online play, a feature announced today for Man of Madan, which promises to be co-op horror-based or horror blast, whatever the hell that says. Anyways, this sounds pretty cool. The Until Dawn series is, I know, pretty beloved. Uh, we all have it on our PlayStations because of PS Plus, so booyah. Hi, everybody. Anthony from Dad's Beards Nerds here. Here to tell you about our sponsorship program, a wonderful way to help support us in another way if you are a business or just someone who wants something red. Our sponsorships cost $100 for a week or $200 for three weeks. Your ad will be read over our week's worth of content, which includes DBN News, any reviews we might do, and our DBN Prime podcast. If this sounds something that interests you, then contact us at gmail at dadsbeardsnerds at gmail.com. We look forward to working with you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Now, enjoy the rest of the show. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Final Fantasy VII Remake Square Enix has no plans for other platforms other than PS4. So, on 710, a social media video which contained a release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake on Xbox One is an internal mistake, according to Microsoft. Earlier today, or earlier today as of 7.10, the Xbox Germany Facebook page posted a video that claimed Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming to Xbox One on March 3rd, 2020, the same day as the PS4 version of the game. So far, Square Enix, uh, they had only announced Final Fantasy, VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4 with no word on other consoles or PC. And so this video, the video began to create a stir. The video was quickly pulled from the Xbox Germany feed, but screenshots from the video were widely circulated on Twitter. In response to a tweet about the release date from Nibble, Xbox Germany's communications and social media lead Maxi Graf said, We did an internal mistake in the social team. We took the video off immediately. Sorry, no announcement, no announcement on our side. Big apologies for this. <laughs> As, understandably, it's a big old goof. It's a big old goof. So, Today, we got an update from Square Enix that read like this. Square Enix has said there are no plans for Final Fantasy VII Remake to release on any console aside from PS4. In a statement to IGN, Square Enix said, As previously announced, Final Fantasy VII Remake will be released for the PlayStation 4 on March 3rd, 2020. We have no plans for other platforms. The statement seems to suggest, without going as far as to use the exact phrasing, that Final Fantasy VII Remake is a PS4 exclusive. Such a situation would mean that the Xbox One release date mistakenly shown at the Xbox Germany Facebook account is a complete mistake rather than a mishandled date announcement. Oh my gosh. If that's really true, uh, Square Enix just came in and was like, psh, psh, psh. Yeah, nah, son. And last is from GameSpot and written by Will Fulton. Huge sell on Final Fantasy Square Enix games for PC this weekend. With the Steam Summer Sale behind us and Amazon Prime Day 2019 knocking on our door, July has become a non-stop Dill's Bonanza for gamers. Tossing another sale onto the pile, Green Man Gaming is offering discounts of up to 60% off Steam codes for Japanese publisher Square Enix's games. The deals end on July 15th. This sale really demonstrates why Square Enix has endured one of the most prolific JRPG publishers in the industry for decades. Beyond the obviously immense scope of the entire mainland Final Fantasy series, let alone 
as countless spin-off Square Enix's Deep Bench is on display, which spans from early genre-defining classics such as Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana to more recent entrees like Dragon Quest Heroes 2. The publisher's success has been so enduring that it has lately turned toward developing new games that are primarily driven by nostalgia for its earlier titles like I Am Setsuna. So, the full list of discounts on Steam are... Final Fantasy 3 is $8. Final Fantasy 4 is $8. Final Fantasy 5 is $8. Final Fantasy 6 is 8 Final Fantasy 7 is $9.60. I don't understand why it's not 8 when Final Fantasy 8 is only $6. Final Fantasy 9 is $16.80. Final Fantasy 10 slash 10 2 HD remaster is $24. Final Fantasy 12 the Zodiac Age is $40. Final Fantasy 13 is $8, uh, which it should be because it's tree Final Fantasy uh, 13 2 is $10. Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13 is $10. Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition is $25. Chrono Trigger is $750. Secret of Mana is $20. Dragon Quest Heroes Slime Edition is $20. Dragon Quest Heroes 2 is $30. I Am Setsuna is $16. And Romancing the Saga is $18. And a whopping $0.75. Cents. So get yourself over to Steam. Get on these deals. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, Twitch at dadsbeardsnerds, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes for every show that we produce and release. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs>